0: Welcome to More to Come, P.W. Comic World's weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing, recorded at the P.W. offices in New York City. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of P.W. Comics World. Check us out at publishersweekly.com comics.
1: And I'm Heidi McDonald. I am also Co-Editor of P.W. Comics World, as well as the Graphic Novels Review Editor of Publishers Weekly and the Editor-in-Chief of The Beat at comicsbeat.com.
2: And check us out on Twitter at PW Comics World. And I'm Kate Fitzsimmons, I'm the podcast producer, and you can find us on Tumblr at pwcomicsworld.tumblr.com.
0: And don't forget, you can subscribe to More to Come on iTunes and on Facebook, we're at uh, uh, facebook.com slash PW Comics World. So let's get right to it. This week on um, More to Come, PW's Best Books. Graphic novels, the best graphic novels of 2014, uh, comics art Brooklyn uh, was this this past weekend. Uh, we're going to look at uh, we're going to do a little talking about the TV shows and comics and uh, convergence, the new DC series and October sales. So, um, the best books of the year.
1: Yes, uh, they were good books. <laughs> yes, yes
0: they are yeah, there there there's only about five we only get to pick about five now there we used to get ten in the past but we're not gonna go into that i know that's, that's, <laughs> we're not gonna vlog that yes uh but um uh, but we should go over very quickly uh th- these certainly are five great uh graphic novels and certainly there are many many oh yeah
1: more. i mean we had a little bit of uh <laughs> you know argument over which ones to be on there but very yeah. little i mean yeah. they're so good that we felt that
0: yeah yeah now we, we we the comics department picked five and then of course the children's department which does the actual children's right. graphic and novels review they chipped in about three more yes. so um i'll i'll give the children's sure. department um uh, through the woods um oh, God, i forgot emily, by emily, uh, emily carroll by emily carroll uh-huh. um this one summer by uh jillian tamaki and mariko uh tamaki uh, and el defo by C. bell y-
1: yeah and um, you know we would have had uh, this one summer on our list, except it yeah. was a kids' book. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes,
0: yes. <laughs> and they so. got to it first. Well, we, uh, we well we can't we steal it from children. Yeah, we know. worked this thing out with yeah. them. Yes, okay. uh, but now for the comics department, uh, we had uh, we let off with Roz Chess. Um, can't we talk about something more pleasant? Uh, also chosen to be um, a National Book Award nominee t- this year as well
1: and a Kirkus Award winner although we yes. don't promote them mm-hmm.
0: that's right <laughs> <laughs> yes that's, we certainly do not uh, Farrell Dimples uh, Daryl Rimples, The Wrenchies from First Second uh, extraordinary book um, Eleanor Davis How to Be Happy
1: Mm-mm. a wonderful uh, collection yes. of short stories amazing debut yes
0: uh, Jaime Hernandez is just wonderful The Love Bunglers uh, from Fantagraphics. And, um, Beautiful Darkness by...
1: Velmin and Carouset. uh, kicked off the year in February, and, uh, people haven't stopped talking about it since. So, that's a, you know, it's an impressive lineup, uh, just very diverse, um you know I mean some French French comic on there mm-hmm, uh, yeah. the Pernanus the brothers of course you know non-pareil I, and women mm-hmm. you know oh. uh, most of them are by women to oh. be honest you know uh, Carassette the artist of Beautiful Darkness is actually a duo Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. but the story was by uh, I forget her name it's Marie Pom- Pomper- Pomperoy
2: but anyway she is half of Carassette and she was mm-hmm. also the uh, co-plotter on the book so I, I will admit that sometimes when i'm going through my list of favorite web comics and just sort of comics in general i have a moment where i go oh wait men write comics too mm-hmm. um <laughs> no really i mean it happens
1: well yeah. it has been the year of the woman in wow. so many ways and you know Roz chest uh absolutely has uh, killed it this year with yes. with her book and it's won so many awards gotten so much attention and um, I think it's probably on the verge of joining the select group of you know all time, uh, you know permanent shelf comics. And you know there's a lot of writing in it. She's a very funny writer. Oh, and I, mean, yeah. I mean, it's even, definitely kind yeah. of a hybrid. You know, it's kind of like a wimpy grandparent. But
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and I'll tell you, as someone who actually relatively recently, you know, went through the, the whole process of you know caring for your parents, really uh, at the ultimate time, um, she handles it with with, with so much real, she delivers such real, actual information as well as uh, doing it so gracefully, and of course with wonderful humor, yeah. you—it uh, it deserves every accolade it gets. Um, yeah. She the, really has managed to do something. She captures the simultaneous, simultaneously, the love and the unbelievable aggravation. Mm. <laughs> there's,
2: there's really just a lot of humor to be uh, gathered in intergenerational s- situations <laughs> yes, see, yes. involving old people. Mm. Yes. Um, I it, say, as someone who likes them very much, <laughs> it, And it doesn't hurt
0: uh, that her parents were are spectacular characters. Oh, I mean, yeah. they're really amazing personalities on top you know of everything else so um yes it's uh, it's quite a book
1: but but you could check out our whole list of best books there we even had some there are PEW books best books that don't have pictures um you know yes, we, do, yes, we the, don't know too much about those wordies kind of books, as uh, some people wordies, call them wordies the wordies <laughs> but yeah check out check out the best books 2014 uh on uh, PW for the whole list but um you know, and we kicked it off. Uh, we always lead the way. Uh, Amazon came out this week with their best books. Uh,
0: all of our books were on their list. That's, so that's um, right. you
1: know, pickle us. Yes, go PW. And then,
0: as we are want to do here, we will sub. We will supplement uh, our, our. You know, our rather compact later on in the year with uh, with a, a larger list of the, the best yes, graphic yes. novels of the year.
1: Uh, and some of these graphic novels uh, were on display at uh, Comic Arts Brooklyn last weekend. Yes,
0: they were. Um, the wonderful indie comics f- festival in uh, that takes place in Williamsburg, and um, it was where do we where do we begin? <laughs> it's a two day show um, with one day of selling that seemed to cause a little bit of confusion. Right.
1: Um. You know, this was. Uh, an awesome show as usual yes. uh, ends the year on a, a very literary note uh, you know a, a fan of graphics was there Drenna Corley was there Koyama Press Ad House um, tons of micro micropresses uh, Breakdown Press from England was there really impressive um, Hick and Hawk uh, Boy Alternative No uh, brow, was there. brow was there yeah, yeah. Um, you know the list goes on yeah, I mean, the usual this, suspects the usual suspects of, and uh, you know Secret Acres And it uh, on civilized books, just another one. Yes, it went uh, very well. Uh, It was not as crowded as in years past. Calvin, I mean, normally you walk in and it's like you literally can't even get to the tables. Yes, this time there was a modest line at most of the tables. And uh, I think people, yourself included, were just confused by the fact yes, that I, I they was went to a two-day curious. show and they thought that there were going to be sales the second day. But guess what? It takes place at a church. The church is not open on Sunday
2: for sales. Or
0: well, certainly not for people to hang no. out reading their indie comic books. No. no. <laughs> no. I think they, they have another business that's, that's they run That's kind on of Sundays. something
2: that maybe people should have been told
0: ahead of time. Well... well Go on, you want to address that? Well, you, I, you
1: know, that? I asked Gabe Fowler, the organizer yeah. of the show, about this. And, uh, I mean, there was definitely concern about it among exhibitors. And he said, you know, I can't help it if people don't know how to read. And he said that people talked to him, had uh, were very happy with how the show went. And, um, you know, he felt that things had gone well. And, you know, I think that's, that's kind of the bottom line. I mean, I, I think some people were very anxious about sales uh, at the beginning of the day because well, it wasn't that crowded. But then by the end of the day, even some people who had been anxious then emailed me and said, you know what? I had as good
0: a show as yeah, last
2: year. Yeah. Well, um, let me tell you something about um, hipsters. They tend not to get out of bed early, well, that <laughs> is especially fair- well, on weekends. That's well,
0: absolutely it, but I chrome. think part of the reasons that they, they, they really kind of slept in is because they thought, including Aunt me, uh, supposedly a professional – uh, I thought that there was. I thought they would be selling at least part of the day on Sunday, mm-hmm. and therefore, even I, as I was walking around when I first got there, I was making notes. Well, you know what? I'm going to come back and get that tomorrow. But of course, there was no. Books to be sold on okay. Sunday.
1: Yeah, I, I think this was uh, an accident. Uh, you know, obviously, no, it was unintentional. Yes. It was unintentional confusion. Um, I think the message was heard by everybody pretty loud and clear. I think next year they're going to be very, They'll very, be very clear, clear about how it's I mean, going. Uh, and, you know, my understanding is that, that, you know, it's always been problematic with the programming. And uh, it's hard to find a venue in Williamsburg, mm-hmm. as Kate uh, points out. It's uh, Hipsterville. Um, but they actually you know,
0: had it actually turned out to be a very nice it was venue. Very nice. They I liked a lot. All of the program was on one day, on Sunday, mm-hmm. and of course it was not at, not at the church, but at the White Hotel uh, in Williamsburg, mm-hmm. kind of the white hot center of hipster yeah. uh, Williamsburg these days. Believe me. Um, and they have a basically a screening room in the basement of the hotel. Beautiful, looks like a dungeon, but I mean, uh, well, I, I should say a very stylishly appointed dungeon, um, the best kind. Uh, yes, of course. But they have great projection facilities. Very comfortable. I mean, stadium seating. Uh, so it's really in a really terrific venue. I was there later in the day for the Richard McGuire talk, which was mm-hmm. really great. I mean, he really broke down the entire book here. This amazing project that he's been working on for about, I think he signed a book contract in 2000. And basically didn't get it done till the last year or so, but worth the wait well worth the wait
1: yeah um, so yeah the programming I went to was excellent uh, you know what it was a great kick off a uh, great send off to the year in comics here in New York I thought um, you know just uh, it was a great year mm. for graphic novels you know first second was also there with Wrenchies and this yeah, absolutely. summer uh, Jillian Tamaki the artist was there uh, you I, know uh, Brooklyn continues to I be a hotbed of great cartoonists I
0: spoke with Tim Lane uh, about his incredible short stories I was familiar with his reputation but I had not read the stories these stories are powerful. They're intense. They're yeah. like a car accident. You can't look away. that's um, what I always the, wanted. The book is called The Lonesome Go. Uh, but they're also connected in, in a in really a, a, a visceral way to classic American games, mm. to, to hop in freight trains, to really like the lowest social rungs and the the, the social... The social class that produces the blues or roadhouse music—it's yeah. it's people at the end of the line. It's—it's
1: it's definitely kind of the same um, same kind of tradition as Kings in Disguise, that case classic. Yes. Um, yes, you know a uh, couple of other books that are about the low lives, um and uh, but I you know Tim Lane's great uh, young cartoonist. Uh, I, I mentioned Breakdown Press. I really love these mm-hmm. guys. They are out of England. They're doing a lot of experimental comics by experimental cartoonists. But please don't run away. They are <laughs> great storytellers. And even though they're experimental, they're very approachable and and really I I think wonderful fiction. They have books by Connor Williamson, uh Connor uh Anya. Yeah, um, Lala Albert uh, and a couple of other people who are, I really think the cream of the crop of the kind of more cutting edge uh, you know side of comics these days but I, I just loved everything they did I, I picked up a whole bunch of things and um, you know I uh, Carter Stachard these books called he uh, has a new book out He did the amateurs which oh, is yeah, one of yeah. my favorite haven't read books book, of the year. but I know
0: yeah and really he has good. a new
1: book called mm. Generous Bosom and it's just about a guy whose car breaks down at a farmhouse and it goes on from there I love the title <laughs> <laughs> Yes 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 but I, I mean I just uh, great storytelling yeah, You know, a lot, everywhere I mean, it's just rife, rife yeah, You know, if stories. I may
0: point out uh, Aisha Franz, uh, who has a new book uh, Earthling, Earthling from uh, D&Q Surreal cre- recreation of the, the lives of this mother and two daughters Totally bizarre and engrossing uh, new book um, with a really signature drawing style
1: Yeah and um, you know we haven't even mentioned Fantagraphics. They had new books oh. by James Romberger. Yes. Martin oh Reece yes, Cook, yes. The late child. The late child. Um, a oh. new book by Dylan Horrocks. His first new graphic yes. novel yes. in like sixteen years. Yes. Uh,
0: yes. Jid s- Wang. I think did we mention yeah. that already? Okay. We didn't mention in her, real but life. I, I, she was there.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's just it's it's hard not to just be. Uh, it, it, it was exciting. I went yeah. home. I got my pile of books, and of course, I'm on a very strict paper footprint uh at my house um you know in new new uh uh paper emissions um uh, but when I got home i I went straight to bed and I started reading comics and it was great
0: does it. it don't get no better yeah it did, so. <laughs> All right. Weekend well,
2: evening and a giant pile of comments. There
0: you go. Yes. So, um, all right, we spent our welcomes. uh We spent our weekend in Williamsburg, mm-hmm. <laughs> Williamsburg, yeah. Brooklyn, yeah, and uh, and a good time was had. But it out. was
2: artisanal. Yes, very yeah, actually,
0: yeah, absolutely.
2: A good artisanal time was had. Right. Yes.
0: Anyway, uh, so.
2: Anyway, yes, we have the long promised
0: TV show conversation.
2: Yes, uh, going from the artisanal to the mass produced. Yes, but uh, where do you we know, begin? As we
1: mentioned before, there's so many TV shows on about that are based on comics, and so to give you
2: a uh, precise, we've got Flash, Constantine, Arrow, Shield, Walking Dead, and Gotham. That's right. Can you think of any others? Uh, that's I can't think, I think of more that's,
0: that's enough. That's all I, that's more I, mean, than I haven't enough. even seen I mean, all of those. I mean,
1: I haven't even. I mean, the only one I watch every episode of is The Walking Dead, hmm. just because if I don't, I know it'll be spoiled. You know, the others <laughs> I'm not as Might as as, well as appointment viewing. Uh, but I mean, I had to binge watch just to watch one episode of all these shows. And I, I still I haven't seen Arrow. I got to admit, I've never I, seen I've Arrow. I've never so. seen
0: Arrow, and I was I was hooked on uh, The Walking Dead the first season. But I've kind of. And for no particular reason, uh, I've kind of lost track of this the stuff since then. But I, I certainly like the, the earliest versions of it.
2: Kate, are you are you? Do you oh, some, well, what do you yes. watch? Um, I watch Flash. I watch Arrow. I occasionally go back and binge watch Shield because I watch it in boluses. I find it's better in chunks. Yes, and I've watched a couple episodes of Gotham. Um, I. I watched 15 minutes of the first episode of Constantine then I fell asleep and then I watched the second episode which was better but I'm still kind of giving it a little time I'm like I love Hellblazer so so much and I really I'm not I mean like I am being very generous with the show I do not require it to be any better than first season early Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for me to be happy mm-hmm. and I'm still just not quite connecting yet
0: I mean I mean Shall we start with one of the shows and y- yeah. go around? Yeah. Yeah. Let's start with Constantine. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Um, I've only seen the first two episodes. Uh, this is the one show that I probably will continue watching uh, every week until... You know, it repulses me so much or bores me or I fall asleep. Mm. Um, I agree with you. The first episode was uh, the pilot had a lot of problems. The second episode, you notice they jettisoned the entire supporting cast from the first episode. So, yeah, um, although they are coming back. They have uh, mm. Constantine has a a buddy uh, who is in, is from the comics, uh, but he's American. And uh, then he has an angel also buddy. Yes, and mm-hmm. then he has a companion who uh, they switched between first and second episode. And uh, you know, it's set in America because it's too expensive to make the show in England. It's it's filmed in Atlanta, but it was very mm-hmm. very cheap. And uh, you know, listen, uh, I like Matt Ryan. He is very Constantinesque, and uh, I think he's really good uh, at the role. Uh, he definitely has uh, has the right kind of uh, sarcastic cheekiness, uh, and yet supernatural approach and uh so far he's won me over but if the stories don't coalesce a little bit more uh we might see constantine go bye-bye especially since i understand i've never seen an episode but i understand that supernatural the long-running show
2: has a character ripped off from constantine Ah. and that show's been on for 10 years and has a real i I actually have watched that and i know the character and i will tell you that his look was ripped off for constantine um but his personality and general aura is quite different. Um, So that's a plus.
0: I will... Oh, go on. I
2: mean, that's a plus for Constantine. But I will say that um, one thing that kind of got me is that while Matt Ryan has an authentic British accent, he is not using it in the show. He made up an accent for John, and there's just something about it that hits my ear a little odd. It's kind of like, the class isn't quite right, and it doesn't sound like a real accent, which I guess is what happens when actors get creative. But you know, I can get past this. I can get past <laughs> this. Give me yeah. a
0: good plot, and I can get past yeah. this. I've, I'm saying I've only seen the first, yeah. the first episode. Um, I actually kind of got into it. I mean, I, 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 I think I like, I personally like the first half of it, the the show, a little better than the second half. But I, I, I'm I'm on board. I I, I would actually, and, and I will confess, I'm really not very good at paranormal. It isn't my thing. And I never really, I mean, I dipped into the comic here and there, but I was never really a big fan of it. But uh, and I think I even, didn't Keanu Reeves do a version Don't of this thing? Don't talk to
2: me oh. about the Keanu Reeves <laughs> yes, version. I, yes, I did see that I mean, okay, okay. years ago it's, or something. For those of you who have seen the movie, the movie is fine in and of itself, but think of it as like a cousin who is American of actual <laughs> John Constantine because while they have the same name and they both have to do with supernatural and they both have perfectly good uh, you know, media there's so little in common between the two that they're just basically stories about two different people called John yeah, Constantine. From
0: what I remember, yeah, yeah I would agree with yeah, that. Yeah, and so. I
2: mean, but I, I think we've mentioned this before. It's like, you know,
1: the difference between the Keanu Reeves movie and the TV Constantine is totally a reflection of how important comic books have come become. Mm-hmm. Yes. And how important fans, really not comic books, I think it's really fans in general. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like yeah. like now, if you were even, be- you know, ventured to suggest. Constantine would be an American, you know, dark-haired American guy. I mean, sh- I, what about I, I the cigarettes, smoking Because
0: I, I, I apparently this has riled some okay. parts of the internet, okay. hasn't so, it? Because he, okay. he he fakes he does. I see. I do notice he he puts cigarettes out that was in an the, ashtray. That was the deal.
2: <laughs> the deal was the TV network and the various rules about smoking cigarettes on TV. Oh, heaven forbid anyone smokes cigarettes on TV if they're not the villain. Was that he can be a smoker? we can't actually see him smoke. So we can see evidence that he is, in fact, a person who smokes a lot, but we can't see him actually do it because that will corrupt the morals of America's I love youth. the
1: fact that they showed him <laughs> from behind in the second episode, spoiler... Uh, he's walking down the street and you see smoke coming
2: out of yes. him. <laughs> you do not see his hand yeah. with a cigarette. So yes. You can You can have as much evidence as you want this is a man who smokes, but you cannot see him actually smoke Right, right. because is, the yeah. TV just can't handle that. There but you, I, go. you know, I mean, that's
1: obviously part of the the fabric of the Hellblazer-Constantine uh, mythos. But, um,
2: you know, I, I, I like... I mean, how do you think it approaches that, Kate? I mean, you know, you're well, a fan of the comic. I, I will say that one thing... Well, the people who are afraid that it will promote smoking are completely missing the fact that the comic has a long arc about him almost dying of lung cancer and having to sell his soul for that reason. But...
0: Hey, um, I mean, the, will the comic make us into like demon you know, hunters yeah. as well? I, I, but, but go on. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, mean, I, don't I don't even
2: know. know. It's not exactly aimed at small impressionable yeah. children. Will. But
0: will we paint like pentagons on our roofs now? Yes, that, we, if, will. If we If we watch yeah. the show, yes,
2: we will. Um, the, I mean, the, the funny thing to me is people who don't read the comic keep like complaining that this thing or that thing was obviously made up for the show, and I'm like, no, that was in the comic. <laughs> um, but I think I think part of the fidelity is that. TV and movies have very different attitudes toward how close you have to be. Because, for example, um, as witness uh, something that's leaked about um, Sony's Spider-Verse, they're considering making a movie in which Aunt May is a spy. So clearly, they don't really care that much
0: about fidelity
2: to the or comics. Or the crazy thing about Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom is an angry hacker. I can't because- even
0: stand that. I'm going to go, I'm go full-on nerd on this thing. I can't believe that they would actually change the origin of Victor yes. Von Doom, the just- one of the greatest supervillains of let's all just, time. Now, let me
1: just rein in, Calvin, just a tiny bit so we can explain the context here. Yeah, you know, sorry. Uh, Fox is, totally is rebooting topic. their Fantastic mm-hmm. Four <laughs> franchise, which they made to... Um, Oh uh, average. Bip banal <laughs> yet well intentioned family films about the Fantastic Four. Uh, you know, Chris Evans kind of cut his teeth in Marvel yeah. with it as the Human Torch. He was great. Yeah, and that actually had like a really a good cast. They had a very, just, good, very yeah, good cast. They, they just were needed just, a script. They were, just, they, were just, but they were just banal. They were yeah. just like,
0: you yeah, know. Yeah, okay. and the yeah. makeup for the things
2: It was very it was, 90s. It
0: was yeah, just I mean, it wasn't made in the 90s, they but they it was do very a nice. Aggress- thing aggressively mediocre.
1: But, you know, now they're redoing it, and now it's got to be all the way out in there. And, like, apparently the director told the cast, don't the comics because uh, we're not doing that um you know they've said that they are treat, treating their powers as a disability um and there's other other
2: well, things that have been like you know very different
1: wow. takes well, well
2: on the, the, the powers disability metaphor thing has always been a fantastic four yes. thing um that doesn't quite throw me off but yeah i mean the thing is that if they're trying to make it more relevant to the modern day i mean quite frankly um morally ambiguous third world dictators are as relevant today as they ever uh, yeah, were as as are you, yeah. uh, as, I'm, as I'm... Our, you know Scientists of of questionable ethics. I, I don't mean, think they should is, be messing well, I mean, with the origin know, of the Fantastic Four. Yeah, and, and Four. you know the
1: Fantastic Four has always been Marvel's the book that was you know based on Jack
0: Kirby's vision, yeah, and, and yes. it was a it was about the world's greatest comic, the world's magazine. greatest
1: comic, and it was about imagination. It was about bigger than life. It was about going where no man or no family has gone before, and paying the price for it. And Victor Von Doom was this you know, larger-than-life villain who was a fitting match for Fantastic Four. So now, as Calvin was alluding to, it's been revealed that he will not be named Von Doom. No. He will be a kind of, uh, you know, WikiLeaks type, uh, angry, or, you know, Gamergate type well, yeah, blogger. He's, he's he's a, yeah, a, he's a
2: more of an internet troll, troll. than yes. a leaker. Yes, yeah. so A really yeah.
1: bad internet yes, troll. Yes, he's the turned into fantastic the greatest super villain into a, a lousy troll.
0: troll. <laughs> it's it's em- embarrassment. Yeah, it's an absolute embarrassment. Yeah,
1: you know what? I would rather Watch twenty movies about Aunt May as a spy than than oh. what this sounds like, you know. Or you know what? Go back and watch the Mystery Men. That was a really good comedy super team.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, so so as we've seen, um, <laughs> fidelity is hardly holding true in all the movies. It is but true in TV. TV seems to be aimed at but, a different, but, more hardcore coming back but, every but, week But you audience. know what?
1: I will say this. It's like, you know, Fox is with the Fantastic Four thing. This is a troubled reboot, okay? Yeah. And Sony has also faltered with their Spider-Man reboot. Indeed. So, uh, you know, we are, uh, we mentioned, I think, last time, there's 40 movies planned between Marvel and DC oh, yes, over the next insane. six years. I mean, this, we're not going to see 40 movies. You know, maybe They're not 30. all going to happen. They're not yeah, all going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot coming. And, Uh, I, you know, all right, hey, Fox, that's brave. You know, try this alternate take and, uh, you know, see where it leads. Just see where it leads, all right? You know, you tried that with Ang Lee making the Hulk, and he reinvented it. We all made fun of it at the time. Turned out it actually was a pretty good movie. It just wasn't the Hulk, so, you know.
0: I don't know about that. Well, let's put it this way. (laughs) This sounds
2: less (laughs) like Fantastic Four than Ang Lee's vision was like the Hulk. Yes. Make of that what you will.
0: Uh, That's a sad story yeah mm, i'm well. sorry just my opinion well anyway so
1: so <laughs> constantine just to finish this off
0: yes because we had a couple up or, other shows uh
2: undecided i i i i want to see more yeah i i really want to love it and so i'm going to keep watching and i'll, I see. I'll say a big right.
1: thumbs up on matt ryan but um <laughs> yeah.
2: in the middle
0: <laughs> although so
2: maybe he should talk to his dialogue coach <laughs> yes all right jeal um, S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. has improved. I've only uh, seen the, the
0: recent sort of Iceman Cometh uh, episode. What? Eugene O'Neill? <laughs> yeah, well, not not exactly. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Well, that episode where it turned out that Colson's mother was really a dominating character who had, you know, really infected his uh, relationship oh, there you go. with I've See, I've
0: <laughs> <see>, missed, <laughs> missed some episodes in this, so <laughs> <laughs> apparently yeah. that one. I'm, oh, <laughs> no,
2: I was making a joke. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm still... Uh, Binge catching up on the last season um, Not everyone In the Fitzsimmons household Is a fan of S.H.I.E.L.D. Some people are still holding well, bad feelings Well, well I watch it and season.
0: I'm not even a fan of it But well, I, don't, no, 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 I no, not I kind mean, of got that's, hooked into it that's,
2: the- that's my my polite <laughs> term for for uh, I, I will uh, have a certain amount of trouble at home Should I uh, it be on when Yeah <laughs> well. So anyway um, But I would say that Justice Shield has improved at the tail end of last year. It has continued in kind of its upward Up trajectory. Yeah. So I, I think it's it's just been onward and upward and getting better. I mean it's it's gone from a show that has me head desking on an average of <laughs> once every three minutes to making me head desk maybe once an episode, which is really not bad for T V and enough to keep me watching. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I watched uh,
1: last night, I watched last night's episode, which is the first one I've watched since uh, last season where they kind of had to reboot it a little bit. Hmm. And this was actually the end of the whole Agent Coulson Tahiti storyline and the beginning of a new new storyline, I guess you could say. And uh, I would say this show had improved about 200% from the last time I watched it. It had... Uh, way more interesting characters, it was just better dialogue, it had it was interesting. Um yeah. some of the characters who annoyed me the most are more interesting. And And they, some of them are gone most yes, of the yes. time. Some of them are gone. yep, that's yes. true. And they have also uh bought on new characters. And you know, we said we said we've said this many times. It's like, you know, this is a no brainer. This is a hanging curveball that anyone could hit out of the park. A Marvel TV show that ties into the extraordinarily diverse Marvel Cinematic Universe, yes. which they didn't do for about 13 episodes. But they said, we have a plan. Our plan is to have a very dull uh, very dull TV show that doesn't have disappointing ratings, and then suddenly we're going to have to change it, so it becomes exciting. Well, uh, but the
2: ratings remain a little bit mediocre on well, this. Well, I, I think they really they were hamstrung by the big revelation in Captain America Winter Soldier but they just shouldn't have started until the second you know what absolutely they shouldn't have started until spring yes that's true and I mean you know they could have
1: kind of maybe I don't know laid other things, but you know, now for instance, they have uh, Mockingbird as uh Bobby Morris is now on the show, uh, played by Adrienne Palicki, a wonderful actress. Uh, she's great. we loved her, she was going to be Wonder Woman, but that didn't happen. But you know, oh, sorry, uh, she is uh, very charismatic, she's great, and you know, I mean, I think the problem that we had so much was just that the cast was awfully uncharismatic at first, uh, aside from um.
0: Coleman, <laughs> well, Colson I had
1: my problems with as a leading man, but uh, you know he's gotten a lot better. He's been given more to do, and um, Maya May. I'm forgetting your Maya, Maya Melinda May. Get, yeah, Melinda May. Name, so yeah. you know she's she's mm-hmm. uh, the most interesting of the lot. But yeah, I, I yeah. mean, Shield, Agents of Shield, has not been appointment viewing
2: at stately beat Manor, but I might just start watching it. Hmm. You know what was I was not expecting to be appointment viewing, but now it is. Flash, because I'm going to admit that. Uh, i have sort of okay attitudes toward flash as a comic um especially because the whole barry allen part of the flash uh barry allen died when i was uh, before i could read so i had <laughs> no <laughs> emotional connection to barry allen whatsoever nor does anyone else my age unless right. they're uh, super and
1: uh, hello uh, alert alert dc alert
0: but I will say, but, if I may just tag onto that, being, you know, infinitely older yeah. and old fogeyish, uh I've been completely lost in the new world of Flash and who the new Flash is. And one of the immediate attractions to me for Flash, which I did like the first episode, I'm not so sure about the, the subsequent episodes, was, this is, Barry Allen is the Flash to me, and continues to be. Everything else seems, just confuses me. But I grew up as with Barry Allen being the Flash, so that seems right to me. Now, there are other things about Flash that don't seem so right to me, particularly uh, after the first episode
2: right no i have no problem with barry allen being the flash it's just that i came into this with no barry allen feelings sure um i was moderately attached to wally from the justice league cartoon although that was the extent of my wally fanishness because (laughs) i just could not be bothered to read the comic um but you know well linda park shows up on the show so that hints that wally is not in fact an embryo at the moment um So we may see him in subsequent seasons. Who knows? I
1: uh, do not know anything that you're talking about. I have never been a Flash fan. I never watched the original TV show. Um, I know who Barry Allen is. I've heard of Wally West. Uh, I saw the pilot. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was so well-written, well-directed. Maybe the characters were, you know, a little bit cliched, kind of fit into the peg. But, I mean, the writing was so sharp and so... Uh, it was a great pilot, absolutely great pilot, and uh, I, I haven't seen any episodes
2: yeah. since then. But, but, so, but I, I've been watching it all along. Yeah.
0: What do you think about the I, subsequent? I think
2: it's good. Yeah. I think that the subsequent episodes. Oh, all as of well? it, all of it. Yeah. Uh, so, Just... what? I, okay, but it depends on what you're going to flash for. I think Flash, especially in contrast with Arrow, which I like, but what Barry Allen and the way they're presenting him in The Flash and it's a good fit with The Flash as a concept is a superhero who genuinely is doing it entirely out of the goodness of his own heart and who genuinely enjoys it who likes his powers who has a scientific curiosity about his powers who thinks about how he's going to use them and does not just run around and hit people um and you know who who has a team that he appreciates and likes working with, and so that kind of sense of wonder, yes, kind of comes yes, back with it it does they That's play what with what he does, they play with it, and he he enjoys it, although there was this one scene in one episode where he's like there's a flashback of him like talking to Ollie and being like. Oh, Ollie, I, I I, don't know if I can ever be a real hero like you. And I'm like, Oh, honey, you're already more of a hero than Ollie ever was. I mean, I no offense, Ollie, but come on. Let
0: yeah. me ask you, am I the only one? Why is it whenever, when I, as I'm watching that, uh, that show, I think everyone is in high school?
2: Well, the problem
1: because is... Because when they did Smallville, it lasted for 10 years. But Yeah, because... But they're
0: not in high school. No, no, they're, they're not. They're so theoretically adults, and he's like a, a forensic, you know, yeah. investigator, but... Well, his best friend is worried about whether her dad will let him go out with somebody. The whole thing... I mean, there are things about Flash I like, but there are other things about it that I... I'm increasingly finding annoying and well. I
2: th- I think there are some hangovers from an earlier era when perhaps fathers were expected to be more protective than they are in hey, you know reality. But, uh, but, I, mean, but I think it's I, mostly I t-
0: waiting for the ass to take her to the prom or something. Yeah, but, but you, you know, they're supposed to be adults. I
1: think, the, I think the appeal of the show is very much aimed at Central City nine hundred two one zero. I mean, I yeah. think it is supposed. Oh, well, it's definitely sure. supposed to be a. Isn't it on the CW? I mean, it's supposed. Yeah. to be yeah. is aimed, on CW. Yeah, it's yeah. supposed but, to be aimed at at younger viewers and supposed to have that teenage appeal. Well, I yeah. mean. I I that's think that's why they did it. I so. think
2: Ollie works because it's very specifically stated in his origin story and in his personality that while, you know, he's personable and likable, that emotionally he's not the most mature person on earth. Mm. I mean, not in a bad way, but that, you know, he he's not very romantically experienced. He's not he is a little socially awkward in a friendly, likable way. And so that part doesn't bother me. Although, yes, I did zero in on the fact that like Osiris's dad seems to have a very twisted idea of what a father who doesn't look much older than his daughter, by the way, um, <laughs> uh, what kind of control he has over his adult daughter's love yeah, life. It seems I mean, bizarre. he it's very very 1950s and not in a good way but i think
1: that's a lot come on guys i mean that's a lot of what dc comics is dc comics has this i mean the place he lives is called central city for no, God's but sake. i mean i mean
2: it has this this mort weisinger kind of you know appeal well, to it most of it works most yeah. of the time that works like with with the almost pre-teenishness of of wally and iris's relationship. It kind of works in a sweet way between two people who are a little emotionally immature. But that was just one one bit. And I, I like the gee whizness and I like all that. It's only just that one piece of relationship that's a bit like, come on. Yeah. Well, I haven't, like I said, I have not followed up on
1: it since the pilot, uh, but I think my number one thing about it is that, you, uh, just what you said, it's got a sense of wonder to it. It's not angsty. It's not dark. No, it's not tortured. Not. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, there are, I like fun. Well,
0: I do and, think it's lurching toward uh, a little bit kitschy. I think the the episode with Gas Man is <laughs> for One of a better way to describe him, you know. You were laughing at it a little bit, not with it. It's
2: it okay. The thing is that as kitschy, as uh, gassy, as as flash (laughs) can as flash can be, um, compared with Arrow, like I love Arrow, but Arrow takes itself very seriously and is far more ridiculous whereas Flash is aware it's ridiculous and is actually less, like, laugh at it instead of with it. Mm, Yeah. Um, I I think maybe it benefits from a better budget or from a better writer budget. Mm. I don't know. Um, That said, I I do like Arrow and more on that later.
0: Mm. Uh, Well, I'll say this. I like the characters. I mean, I think they're appealing, and, you know, I, I just... There's a there's a disconnect somehow between yeah. what I I I'm assuming they are and how they're portrayed. But I do agree with Heidi that yes, they obviously they're aiming at a, at a Democrat. They want it both ways. They want you know to be an adult show, however, that is basically full of kid actors well, or, or actors who are acting like kids, uh, and yeah. that's fine.
2: I I think well, I mean, from what I can gather from the few back things I've read, you know, Barry is a very Good, rather innocent kind of guy, and so they're they're playing on that appeal and doing what they can with it, and you know that's not necessarily the superhero yeah. show everyone wants, but it's a niche that wasn't filled, and they're filling it well. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I intend to watch it some more. Uh, but speaking of another niche, same network, same creators, Arrow. Um,
0: I have which I have not never seen. seen, never seen. I
2: okay, Arrow is the kind of show where for the first two seasons, every single episode. Uh, opened with Ali doing exercises shirtless. Yeah, no, I've heard this. I, I mean, I definitely need to <laughs> yeah, get up to speed um, on this show. Um, it should be some, on a, some, <laughs> some people are complaining that this season contains less shirtlessness. <laughs> um, but, frankly, it remains kitschy and and ridiculous, but, but in a fun way. I mean, to give you an idea, I will say this is a spoiler, but it's a spoiler from a season and a half ago, so whatever. Um, not only is Ollie's mother a supervillain mm-hmm. Ollie's mother ran for mayor after she was revealed as a supervillain and the other person she was running against was also a supervillain <laughs> this know. is the kind of show it <laughs> is <laughs> in other words it's very realistic actually, and in terms of current our current political system yeah,
0: yes it uh, sounds like a documentary yeah, actually yeah really
1: <laughs> you know rob ford versus
2: marion barry yes yeah, so. there you
0: go i mean really it, <laughs> could you could you get better villains than that but go yeah, on yeah <laughs> um
2: it does seem like everywhere you turn in star city you find another supervillain. um and so ollie is set up in the show as a and this is the one bit that they do get right from the comics as someone who means well whose heart is in the right place who's who's trying to do the right thing but in his personal life his impulses frequently get away from him and he Mm -hmm. makes bad choices frequently with the best of intentions because his his impulsive nature gets away from him and he also broods a bit you know he think he tends to get into the cycle of well, I'm the lone hero. <laughs> while he's surrounded by an entire team of people who are smarter than him going, Ollie, we're all working with you on this. What do you mean you're the lone hero? Um, <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> which, well. I mean, at
2: least the show addresses, but is, is kind of lolarious r- regardless. Um, so, you know, I mean, it makes for a nice contrast mm. with Flash while still being soundly set in the same world. And...
0: I'm going to... Look at it I haven't Now seen isn't it yet, the but same
2: Production team Is going to do A Supergirl TV show Right? No That's a different com- That's It's coming out From CBS
1: Right mm-hmm. But isn't it Some of the same people Isn't Greg Berlanti Involved in it?
2: Might it's be. a different network, but it's the same production It company. might be. Maybe yeah. it'll be, like, set in the same universe on a completely different channel. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I mean,
1: Arrow's unknown to me. I mean, maybe yeah. if I ever catch up on some of these other shows, uh, I will try that out. So, I, I, you know, I'll go back to the old yeah. and classic Golden Age Arrow yeah. where he had the shirtless exercise.
0: <laughs> um, well, well he- can I, I'm just, can, uh, if I may interject, I also believe that it showed it which i thought was horrible i think it's maybe getting a little bit better gotham mm. all right now let's
1: go from things are fun to things are as unfun as they can possibly be gotham. yeah
0: yeah gotham's not a fun show but i i think it's actually perhaps maybe could be finding its way i mean the fact do, is do tell Calvin, well expand. in gotham I mean I think it's it's trying to capture the sense of Gotham that essentially is in the comics book that, mm-hmm. that Gotham is a lawless place that it is the, the lower rung of hell um and it, it does it. Now, I'm not saying it's it's completely recovered, because the first show was absolutely awful, I yeah. thought. The only thing I do love about this show is I, I really love the concept. I like the concept of Gotham before Batman. Yes,
1: it's a sturdy concept that has been many great it, comic books. Yeah, absolutely. There, there are lots Greg of great
0: comics. That, in fact, what was the one about the the Gotham Police Department? Yeah, Gotham Knights Go- or something? Yeah. yeah, it was Gotham Knights or something yeah, like yeah, yeah. that. Uh, yeah, Gotham Central. Gotham Central. Central. Yeah, they, they're really good stories. But I... I, I so I love the concept. Um, I mean, the handling of it and the handling of how crime is and everything is like right out of the 1940s. Uh, they, they can't seem to come up with a scenario that would be uh, really contemporary. I mean
2: they don't re- they don't have a time period well, at all Goth yeah. is, Gotham well, is is doing the same thing that the uh, far better Batman animated series did by yeah. by soundly setting it in comics time, which is any era they need it to be. Right. Yeah. So you'll have, you know, 1950s cars and you'll have cell phones. Because why not?
0: Yeah. And
2: yeah. in a way, that puts in a certain amount of unreality that makes the supervillains work better and that makes the superheroes seem less ridiculous because it's clearly yeah. well, super-universe, okay. but at the same time, that doesn't excuse uncreativity in storytelling.
0: Well, right. Yeah, and, and just... just- that's awful, cliched lines.
1: Oh, the dialogue One is terrible. One after another. You know, I mean, I, I I watched the pilot and, uh you know, the show looks great. It by far it looks, looks the awesome. best looks, in any of the shows fabulous. that we're talking about. It does. It's got a- so much money poured into absolutely. it. Uh, it's filmed here in New York, by the way. Uh, you know, so it's got... No, it looks you know, great. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Um, it's, you know, It's just the, when they open their it, mouths. It's just, yeah, the, <laughs> the line, the dialogue was so on the but, nose. It was terrible. And, you know, you know, l- 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 let me just yeah. jump in here. I mean, this does remind me of, like, when I was a comic setter for DC Comics and you would say to a writer it's like say why don't you do something about blah blah and you'd name some superhero and it'd be like oh there's so many great characters and you know like, oh that's great why don't you do it 20 years ago you know like their origin story they go off and it's almost like sometimes you have too much rich chess pieces and you just get kind of like like overwhelmed by it i mean the actual raw material of this is it's awesome it's awesome yeah, yeah and i have to say the best characters are young red learn young uh you know young
2: penguin i mean yeah, they're they're, yeah, they're really they're, they're interesting characters I agree. you know and, and young gordon yeah yeah young gordon. Well, i think he's really good uh, i think i think casting ben mckenzie was absolutely yeah, he's, important he's because really he's good. he's not only a good actor he's the kind of actor who can play a character so earnestly that you do not notice how terrible the lines yes, are coming out of his I mouth because
0: he, 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 he sells he them. He does make he sells most them. of his lines work. Um, but I do think the most the recent episode that I've seen that kind of focused around, you know, I'm, I'm, it, being the old fogy here, I can never remember anybody's name, but be, around the sort of uh, patriarchal gangster figure. Uh, and his Zen-like, so like approach to crime, and he—I mean—he seems very interesting. I think they've created a central character that they can build around, as everyone no one quite understands him. And I actually kind of like that. He seems to be this character who doesn't do what you expect him to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, uh, you know, coming in on uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with the end of a long storyline, I mean, I was sort of able to follow along. They did a good job of doing that. And, you know, I know my Marvel pretty well. I mean, DC, I'm just, I've never been a DC person. And, you know, I watched, uh, I watched, it wasn't the this week's episode. It was the, the most recent one that was on, on demand. And uh, which was about you know what I don't even remember what it was about. <laughs> it's like oh, it watching. was about it was I just only I only had time to watch one episode, but uh, it was always about a murder, and it turns out that it's involved with this whole underground. And you know, you know, I gotta say, like, talk about bad dialogue. You know, every time Fish, what's her name, comes on, I mean, it just slows to a crawl. And I mean, like, Jada Pinkett Smith is. Does not have that earnestness. She's kind of playing it at this kind of more campy kind of Catwoman. Well, she's character. over the top that Yeah, she's top. over the top. But I mean, the, she's like Catwoman, but actually
2: evil. Yes, and and her dialogue is just so boring. You I, know? I think I think she's trying to sell it in an a kit way. Yes. The only problem is they're not giving her the kind of dialogue that she that can be sold well, that way. She
1: basically just sits in a chair and threatens people. I mean, you know. Every uh, but
0: it's how she sits I in a chair. I know,
1: but I... I she
0: fabulous, but I, I think. not yes, disagree They with, could give yeah, her yeah, more to do and they could give her better
2: <laughs> yeah, lines. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, they could I give mean,
0: everybody she better she lines. She should
1: be watering her orchids or something. <laughs> I mean, well, she, you know, the reason <laughs> <laughs> why... Give her some business, stage business to do. Yeah, I mean, the reason why we enjoy watching the Riddler and the Penguin so much is because we know what, you know, they have such quirks. They're such quirky characters. Whereas Fish is just this kind of you know very cookie cutter uh, femme fatale villain and and uh, although you know, you know
0: she I mean the the scene where she's like where uh, um, the penguin shows up again after she you know he was supposed to have been killed by Gordon I thought she I actually thought that was pretty good and, and particularly when she like grabs him up on I mean she kind of yeah. confronts him yeah. and, and that but that's my only point I I think that they're starting that. to get yes um, I mean that's not the most original thing in the world but. Uh, she was more dynamic and I, and then she's kind of there's a another backstabbing type relationship developing between mm-hmm. between another of her capos in any event um, I, I I'm just hoping that some indication that they're getting the, the writers are getting their footing and perhaps coming up with some plot lines yeah. and hopefully some dialogue I mean
1: I think that they'll get yeah, better I mean it has improved definitely since the pilot and you know the writing was a little bit sharper in that, that episode that you were just talking about which is the one I watched Calvin and um you know I like I said they have been given such rich material it, it really and is. then they've you know it's like they were given this bolt of fabric and they've made a kind of a gunny sack dress all they need is a to better tailor they just what, need yeah, a better tailor that's yeah, what all they you, need because well, uh,
0: yeah, everything what, is there that they yeah. need to make this into you, a good show
2: are you thumbs up or thumbs down in Gotham? Okay. Uh, again, I'm undecided. This is one of those ones where I'm going to need to come back after a few episodes and see if they've managed to work the kinks out. Well, trust um, me, I'm
0: just, I'm just, I'm just hoping. I'm just rooting. I, I, I mean, I, I'm not.
2: No, optimistic, I it. No, I I They can. I mean, it's. There's nothing stopping them. And, I mean, they put so much effort into this yeah. show. I mean, with
1: the settings and the stages yeah. and everything. They've really put... You know, they want this to be a real temple, And, it's and all you all
2: know, there.
0: They just got to bring it together. And,
2: and maybe it's one of those things where now that it's aired and now they've had... Maybe it'll have been enough time for the feedback to trickle down for them to start listening to things that, have, that are coming out in the press from people who've actually, you know, seen it. And maybe they'll make... Changes and advancements uh, based on hope and praise. Yeah. Well, because
0: it would be a shame if the, the show criticism. doesn't survive yeah. for a couple of seasons. Because it, it, it's got good parts. Yes, it's got good <laughs> bones.
1: Wasting it uh, would be a Although, yeah. doesn't it have two characters named Harvey? Harvey Bullock, the corrupt partner, and now Harvey Dent. Well, but there was two-faced. always
2: Har- those were two very important characters know, in this but, uh, scaffolding. It can't be avoided. Now, the way to avoid the best way to avoid it is to refer to one of them by last name and one of them by first name, or both of them by last name, and not use the first names very often in order to keep it clear. But it helps that they're very different personalities and they look a lot different. Yeah. So I, you're but- not as long as you uh, are not visually challenged. You don't get confused about who's who.
1: I forget who created the character of Harvey Bullock, but you know what yeah. were you thinking? What were <laughs> well, you because thinking? there are
2: a million DC characters, so yeah. <laughs> you know what are you going to do? Yeah,
1: yeah, true enough, true enough. uh So yeah, I'm also undecided. I'm undecided on that. Mm. So uh not not convinced. Not yeah. appointment viewing yet. Not not in the not in the stately beat man or no. Um, you know, and just to, to wrap this up, as it seems like I'm the only one who watches The Walking Dead. and uh, Yeah, that's the one that well, I cannot watch. Yeah, yet. it is. I, I could see why. Uh, this is the fifth season. Uh, ratings continue to be amazing. It beats football. I mean, it's an absolute f- cultural phenomenon uh, beyond belief how popular this show is. Um, you know, sometimes it's very brutal. This season is absolutely taking a turn for the gruesome with some really... A turn? Yes. <laughs> oh, well, yes. Even, even more gruesome. gruesome. Yes, yes. <laughs> it has become more Gruesome, more disturbing, more violent. And doubling down on what they're good at. Yes, doubling yep. down. But yeah, I, you know, give the
0: people what they want.
1: I, I guess. I mean, why do people love this show so much? I, I was actually out the other night I, after cab. I was talking to someone, and she says it is her favorite thing on TV, and it's so her, you know, she just one of her favorite TV shows of all time. I was like, why? She says because it makes everything in my life look amazing. And, uh, you know, I guess that's it. I mean, I I have to admit, I mean, I do watch the show. I like a lot of the characters. um, And but like sometimes I'll be watching it. I'm just like, I don't know if I can get through this because it's just like I know what, the you know, the car is moving jauntily down the street. You know that within 30 seconds, it's not. And there will be zombies swarming over it. You know, anything good that
2: happens cannot last. (laughs) You know, I think that's it's all it fits into the whole post-apocalyptic appeal where one everything immediately has emotional stakes Mm -hmm. you know you're going out to get some food and immediately like what It's something set in a non-post-apocalyptic world uh, would just be like 20 seconds of screen business is suddenly this giant epic you know so you don't all you need to do is take anything and add zombies, and suddenly it's dramatic. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: they you know do. it's it,
2: true. It's true. And, you know they've done a lot with the characters this season. Um, I do
1: think the current showrunner Scott Gimple, who, um, well, you know I mentioned this before. You know he used to work for me. He's really yeah. awesome. I love him. Oh, cool. uh, he, um, I think he's doing a good job. there creating cool. some new situations that are based on the comic, giving up some new mm-hmm. spins. Uh, and you know, I I think. Uh, One thing, I will commend the production team for one thing. I mean, it is a soap opera, as I said, soap opera with a threat of imminent death. But, you know, they haven't gone too gonzo with the soap opera aspect of it. I mean, they have kept the emotions kind of realistic because I think the setting is so unrealistic. So they haven't done any real,
2: like... Yeah, you don't need to to go overboard in order to have drama if you've got zombies.
0: No. <laughs> well said, Kate. Well There's drama said. lurking around every corner. So.
1: Yeah, no need to gild the lilies. So. When in doubt, add zombies. Yeah. So. All right. Well, you know what? I see we're uh running uh I think we should uh, long, uh, slow and probably on time. wrap this we'll, up. we'll wrap this up, but you know, just to, to follow up, why are uh comics uh TV shows doing so well? Uh just really quickly, um the uh, the the statistics for October sales stats came out and it was the biggest month in like forever. I mean, yeah. it was like a huge month. It was up, the year is up in graphic novels. It's yeah, up in up in sales. It's up in in dollars. It's up in units. Uh, you know, Image has like. Forged ahead. It's like they're twelve percent of the market now. Uh, it was five or four percent five years ago. I mean, just everything is doing
2: really well, except event comics, which are very flat from Marvel and well, DC. I, hmm. I mean, my personal opinion is it's because the events have gotten less good. Um, you know, they they've gotten onto the treadmill of of like something bad happens to the universe and or the characters yell at each other. And, you know, once you've seen that enough times, it stops being exciting. But the new event, DC Convergence, may possibly be different than that. Possibly. At least in in style. Because uh, the first ten mini series of it, well, they're just two-parters, so I don't know they really count as miniseries, have been announced. And they all seem to be bringing back characters versions of characters and relationships that got wiped out by the new 52s idea that everyone in the world is single and full of pain um but able-bodied and hot
1: so uh, sounds like the cw to me
2: yeah only somehow worse um i mean i i love a lot of the new comics but it's not a direction i i applaud the fact that everyone must be single and full of pain um So, you know, there's a Superman comic in which Superman and Lois are still married and are dealing with the impending birth of their child. Um, There is a Batgirl comic where Batgirl is Stephanie Brown. Um, There is a Nightwing and Oracle comic where Oracle is still Oracle and Nightwing is not a spy. Um, you know, the question is okay. Renee Montoya. I mean, it's
1: all these things that, that were like, you know, fan favorites beforehand. Well, that's the... One of the nice things about our world is that nothing ever really goes away. Yeah, but you know what? Let me point something out. Like, you know, Kate, you said something so telling earlier here. It's like, for people your age, you don't really care about Barry Allen. You know, right. for people who are younger than you, which is, you know, uh, hard to believe, but
2: our youthful producer here, but for people younger than you, they might not care about some of this well, stuff. But the thing is that New 52 was not that long ago. Mm-hmm. So only people who have come in in the last two years, two and a half years, will not know this stuff. And the thing is, a lot of the characters that got wiped and a lot of the relationships that got wiped were in the cartoons that kids grew up on. Yes, that's, mm-hmm. a, great point. So that's a great point. And so the people who are mm-hmm. coming into comics now already know about these characters and relationships. Interesting. Yeah. So the thing is that they're not I think... I mean, it could be one of two things. It's hard to tell. It could be an ultimate kick you in the pants where you get to see a final glimpse of your characters before they all die horribly. That could be it. If it is, the, the, the number of angry letters that will get sent in will, will deluge the DC offices, and, and maybe DC will cackle on a pile of money. Well, you know, That's one possibility. Listen, yeah. And another possibility is that they're fine-tuning with tweaks the New 52 or at least the alternate universes existing at the same time so that they can have their cake and eat it too.
1: Well, I've been trying to find out what is really going on at DC Comics for a few weeks now, and it's very hard to pry out information, but, uh... You know, it's 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 this whole event. It's you know, it's only a fill-in event while DC moves to the West Coast, so yes. it's not even being made by the regular editorial team. It had a special, uh, you know, freelance editor brought in to work on it. And most of the teams are like, you know, there's some awesome people who it's great to see working for DC again, like Dennis Cowan and Jan Dursima, and you know, all these Tony people. Bedard, yeah, Tony Bedard. I mean, it's like some some great old old time week. And uh, you know, there was a comment made by Dandadio that, you know, they're working to make it as new reader friendly as possible. And I, I think that's the biggest crock I ever heard. I mean, this is so not for new readers. This is so for old fans who are like, I just wanna I just want to see
2: Iris one more time.
1: Uh,
2: yeah, well but you know the thing is that we don't know what's gonna happen after. It no, could we don't. be it could be that they'll do they'll this'll it'll end with a and they're all safely in an alternate universe where we can take them out to play with them anytime we want. Or it could end in a, ha-ha, fire and blood, we're very edgy. Well, or how about this?
1: I have a really crazy idea. Maybe what? it could end in new books that are really well done by talented creators.
2: That so, could be another and, possibility, and, the, and that might be nice. Here's the bizarro thing
1: that's happening with DC right now. It's like Batman is their number one book. Uh, I think Harley Quinn is like their number two book. I mean, Justice League is their number... Harley Quinn and Justice Harley League. Harley Quinn
0: is above Justice League. Uh,
1: well, sometimes, sometimes, you know. So. <laughs> and uh, also, uh, the new Batgirl book, which is a completely different different uh you know take it's not really t- it's a it's a reboot without being a reboot of the new 52 it's been selling very well the new Gotham I can, academy i kind of like doing. it Gotham academy is good, <laughs> right and now these books are breaking the mold of the new 52 hmm. and you know will we see a dc comics that isn't driven as one line after this event and when the dust settles on the west coast with the new editorial staff or will this be uh you know i mean i think your apocalyptic scenarios kate are uh you know, everything is going to change uh, for one way or the other. And for the love of God, please, DC, concentrate on making good books, good creators, well, yeah, it, but it, and it, characters that people are interested in reading about every month. And forget about this line-wide bullcrap, because well, that is not going to fly in 2015.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, actually, I I suspect... You heard it, that, folks. I suspect that it's not going to be line-wide.
0: Yeah.
2: I think it's going to... If it has lasting effects, it's going to be a matter of fine-tuning New 52 they already have. Right. Because they know that if they do a full reboot now, so soon after New 52, people won't like yes. it.
1: Yes, and also, just to, to follow up on what you said before, which is very accurate, you know, like, uh, these books will appeal to... It was only two and a half years ago, but guess what? New 52 is supposed to have bought in a ton of new readers. So, yes. Well, yeah, yes. but I mean... And, but
0: and, the, and ushered in the digital era yeah. now that it's, right. it's but, changing but, everything Like as I said,
2: well. cake and eat it too. Right. What they're trying right. to do... Is maybe what they might be trying to do is make all their readers happy, which you (laughs) could do. I mean, you could you could theoretically make comics. Publishing
0: Nirvana. (laughs) Or
2: you could at least try to make comics that do not alienate your previous readers and also make sense to your new readers. Well, you know
1: what that's called? That's called ultimization. And DC has been resisting that for a long time, but maybe that's what we're going to see. So, you know what? Uh, We're actually running out of time. This is a topic that we can talk about over and over. You know what, guys? Next time, we should read some comic book events and see what we think of those. Yeah, yeah, we need to. Let's let's, let's revisit this next time when we're
2: we're not out of time. Yes. Anyway. So until next time, there will be... More? To come.